Hello, and welcome to the You Go Girl podcast. My name is Erin Chapman, and I'll be your host as each week we interview a Canadian woman who has excelled in sport so she can share her story and inspire more girls and women to get up and get active. You Go Girl! I am so excited to have Nicola Trey on the You Go Girl podcast today. We work together at the Canadian Paralympic Committee, um, but to us in the office, she's known as Trey. So Trey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, woo-woo. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> excited to be here. Yeah, so excited to hear all your stories. I think awesome. this is a very Canadian episode, if I do say so myself. Very Canadian, very Canadian. <laughs> so can you tell me about your sport background and just all things hockey? Yeah, I mean, do you have a couple hours? No, I'm kidding. Um, sport background, I mean, what can I say? I, uh, at a young age, I think I knew how to skate before I could walk, to be honest. Um, I was thrown into all sports across the board. So in the winter, we were doing skating, hockey, and in the summer, it was baseball, uh, volleyball, rugby, um, anything pretty much where, you know, whatever my brother was doing, I wanted to do. Um, so I always looked up to him and stuff like that. So growing up, I mean, my two main sports were really hockey and baseball focus. Um, and for me, hockey, I kind of, I mean, growing up in a hockey family, it was just natural for me to kind of go into hockey. So, but during my time in hockey and at a younger age, and I'm trying not to date myself, uh, there wasn't too many female teams around. So I was always that one female on a, on a male team growing up. And it probably wasn't until about I hit the peewee stage, which would mean um, grade six, seven age bracket, uh, where boys start getting a little bit bigger and a little <laughs> going through growth and stuff like that, that I needed to kind of shift into women's hockey. And they did have a women's program. They started gradually getting a women's program, but it was kind of like a melting pot of females and all kind of abilities. Um, so I started playing on that female team. And then, you know what, it actually became a lot more competitive. A lot more females were starting to get into the game. Um, so we were end up uh, able to make an all-star team um so this all-star team what happened when we were younger was we would just play against boys teams so we never really had any experience of playing against female teams unless we drove all the way to Toronto um and had some tournaments so that was our exposure so at a very young age um my exposure to hockey was you know it was always on the boys side of things and then as hockey for women expanded I was able to start playing against more females which was awesome so I guess growing up, I mean, you know, I was always kind of at the competitive level. I think I hit a peak when I was younger, um, which was awesome. So I was able to always play a level up. So by always playing a level up, you're always going to become better. You want to be better than the older players and et cetera, et cetera. And we had a lot of success in our minor hockey career. Um, most memorable, I think, would be my my midget career where, you know, we went undefeated all season. We're in provincials. We're in a final game. It's double overtime, and we end up winning the game. And it was just like the icing on the cake for the final um, for, for, you know, for that year and that season. And that was the last season where you're like grade 12 in high school and everyone's leaving and you're not going to have these minor hockey memorable moments where you go to tournaments and you get to, you know, be a kid in, in, in hotel rooms and play Nick Nicky Nine or, or like mini sticks and like just all that kind of awesome experience. So I think for me, that was probably the most memorable moment was winning that um, double overtime championship game against London. I remember like so vividly. Um, so that was an incredible experience. And then from there, I went to university, had a university career at Guelph, played hockey for them. And I think uh, after that, I kind of found my true calling, which was coaching. So 
I got into coaching after that. And, and since then, I've been coaching for the past 12 years. Again, don't date me. <laughs> so uh, I'm not trying to date myself here, but um, got into the coaching aspect of the game. And it, it's just, it's incredible developing skills and talents of young hockey players and, and being that role model for them and trying to push them to get to the next level and push them for their dreams and, and what they want to aspire. Because when I was going through it, you know, as a young kid, I, I was exposed to Haley Wickenizer and my dream was to make Team Canada, put that maple leaf on and to really represent my country. So um, I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to that stage in ice hockey, but uh, ball hockey, I was able to. Um, but yeah, on the ice hockey side of things, I started coaching, giving back to the community. I coached at all levels, university, right down to minor hockey levels and and everything in between. So um, my ice hockey career was, was exceptional, but the coaching side for me was what I love giving back. Um, as re- with regards to ball hockey, I didn't get into ball hockey until later into my career. Um, I think what happened here was I was at the age of, I was just finishing university and moving back to Ottawa. And uh, a couple of my ex-team teammates were actually saying, hey, like, what are you doing this summer? Do you want to play ball hockey? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to play ball hockey. You know, get to run around and play ball hockey such a different game than ice hockey completely um I just remember taking my first slap shot and usually when you take a slap shot you glide in ice hockey well this I went to take a slap shot and there's no gliding when you're running so I literally just face first slammed into the cement (laughs) um and was like okay welcome to ball hockey um but I found a passion for it and love for the game and excelled quickly in it as well and was you know you know got a second chance and was fortunate enough to play for team canada ball hockey um which was a phenomenal experience besides hockey too big sports background i mean i played women's premier uh, rugby as well as soccer and then baseball was a unique experience for myself as well because i was only female on every single team i played on so i played i ended up playing boys triple a baseball until about the time i was 17 um and i was always the only female player on the team so I mean going through that as well was uh you, you know you go whenever you come to the diamond and you know the other team sees the other girl like oh they got a girl on their team oh, like the little you know whispers and chirps in the background and then once you hit a couple balls and throw them out and do whatever other guy on the team is doing they the respect comes so definitely a unique all-around sport background history um experience growing up uh yeah, it was, it was, you know, a really good childhood growing up for, for sport. I mean, sport was my life. <laughs> you know, I felt bad for my parents. They were pretty much my taxis. Um, you know, going from the ice ring to the baseball diamond to the sport, I mean, to the soccer field and, and everything in between. So that painted a picture. Yeah. <laughs> that painted such a picture I've lost to go off of. So growing up, being the only female in your sport, to yep. now coaching and being able to inspire the next generation and to have the representation of seeing a woman who's been successful in sport what do you think that's going to give to the next generation of girls that maybe you didn't have growing up yeah I mean what I hope it would do is just empower them to to try to get active to be involved in in the sport community even though if it is male dominated step in there own it and you know strive to be the best that you can be and you know be competitive with yourself you know want want to be better want to be want to be the best in what you do and put that effort into it and if there are setbacks use it as a positive turn that into a positive and want to achieve more and want to be better um I hope those stories you know growing up and you know like I said I had an older brother so we were always competitive we were six years apart and but I always wanted to play sports with him and I always wanted to be better than him 
So that's what I stri- <laughs> strive for. And I think I, I, you know, don't tell them this, but I think I accomplished it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the main message here is, is feel empowered by going into that position and go into it and try it. Don't you see it as, a, as an obstacle because it's a male dominant sport. Get into it, own it, and just feel empowered by it. And uh, if you're talented, let the talent bring and let your determination uh, decide the outcome as well. Mm-hmm. So now I'm picturing like your entire sport upbringing. Can you tell me the difference between ice hockey and ball hockey? Yeah, for sure. So ice hockey, obviously you're on ice, uh, super slippery, and you're on blades that are 10 millimeters in diameter. Um, so lots of balance, lots of coordination there. Uh, rules essentially, and then ball hockey on the other side is when they remove the ice, below it is cement, and we call that a slab. That's the terminology we utilize for ball hockey. Um, and we essentially play the same rules. The biggest difference in ball hockey and ice hockey rule-wise is um, the the offside. So in ice hockey, your offside is the blue line. So let's say, so what an offside actually is, is that a player cannot enter the zone, so cross the blue line before the puck does. Where in ball hockey, it's essentially the difference here is, is that you still have to get the blue line so you still have to go, so the puck still has to cross the blue line before the player. However, now it turns into like basketball where you have until the red line as now your marker for an offside. So the other team now has to get it over the red line as opposed to the blue line. So that's the main difference between ice hockey and ball hockey. Systematically, uh, systems are essentially the same. Um, all the other skills and strategies remain the same, but that's the one major, major difference. And as well as on the men's side, um, they do not have contact on the men's side. Um, so you're limited to like kind of the bumping grind along the boards, but there's no contact whatsoever. And yeah, so those are two, the two main distinctions between is essentially the offside becomes the red line in ball hockey. Mm -hmm. And your teammates kind of got you into that ball hockey world. How did you then take it from a recreational activity to something more competitive? Yeah, great question. I mean, so I got into it, just kind of casually played around and more of us, uh, you know, a training training environment for for myself, for ice hockey, to be honest. Um, so essentially what happened was that season, uh, I guess I showed myself. And typically what happens out of our league is we create an all-star team that goes to a national championship every year. So our league has 14 teams in it. And uh, the individual who is uh, the general manager of the team at the time she asked me if I wanted to participate and this time it was in Newfoundland and I said absolutely so we go there as an all-star team and it was an incredible experience um you know I knew most of the girls from playing ice hockey uh previous and in my mind hockey days and um from there it was exceptional I mean it was a hard competition because everybody who plays ball hockey at that time had either played in an NCAA, uh, NCAA division one program or a CIS uh, program, or they were Team Canada ice hockey members. So everyone was, it was a very competitive, <laughs> competitive tournament to, to say the least. Um, anyways, we went through it. We ended up winning in Newfoundland. It was an incredible experience. And then, you know, I started learning more about Team Canada options. Um, so for me, like I mentioned before, ice hockey, my dream since I was a, a kid was always to wear the Maple Leaf. Um, again, didn't make it to that stage in ice hockey, but saw this, you know, opportunity, second chance, as we could call it. 
And uh, so I strove for, I strive for that. And then in the years to come, you know, every time we went to a national championship, always made sure that, uh, you know, there were, if there were scouts, Team Canada scouts in the stands, I, you know, I was on my best and doing my best. And, uh, you know, eventually the opportunity came knocking. So that's kind of how it kind of escalated from there. So the opportunity, you know, to get back into wearing that maple leaf and it just drove my passion and drove, you know, my determination to get into that spotlight. Mm-hmm. I love how you still took a sport that you love, but found a different avenue you might have not found before. I also love how that general manager was a woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a leader exactly. In sport. A leader in sport, yes. So let's talk about that Maple Leaf, that Team Canada international experience. Tell me all about it. <sighs> Honestly, it was a whirlwind. When I'll go back to when the national championship, because what happens is when you go to a national championship and it's an international uh, stage the year after they typically name the team within that month so we're playing we lose in double overtime and now I'm just waiting for a call <laughs> so I'm sitting around waiting for a month I'm like come on like you know I did extremely well I put myself out there put myself on the line all of a sudden I get the call and I was like are you kidding me she, I was just like this is it you know I made it and I'm, I'm I'm wearing the maple leaf I'm I'm doing it you know, no one's taking that away from me. So it was almost like getting that call was like a little emotional excitement. It was like, holy Hannah, I got to where I wanted to go. A dream's coming true for me. So that's kind of like where it all started was that call. And I remember exactly where I was because I was at a buddy's place. And this buddy of mine is was my teammate on Team Canada. So she had gotten the call first. And she was like, yeah, I'm on it. She's like, did you get a call? I was like, ah, no, I haven't gotten the call. A little devastated. And then sure enough, I look at my phone, missed call. <laughs> missed call. So I was, like, yeah. I was like, here we go. So I get the call. I'm on the team. We're all excited. So luckily we were together. So there was a lot of excitement around it. Um, and then it just went from there. So then we had, you know, the year to prep and get ready and do all that kind of stuff. And then the next, you know, big aha experience for me was um, – where we were it was in Košice sorry if I say that wrong Slovakia and that winter the world juniors were there so the arena we went into was completely branded like billboards everywhere banners everywhere and for the men and women's team we utilized that team Canada junior room because that room still had all of the branding material so all the decals and the stickers and the stalls were all perfect everything was phenomenal so walking into that room like again like emotion central because you're walking in you're just like it this is it my jersey's hanging I now see my 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 name on the back of a maple leaf and it's like team Canada everywhere hockey Canada everywhere and it like just brought me back to like when I was a kid and I was just like this is it like I made it like this is amazing this is going to be a phenomenal experience so it definitely started with the call and then the dressing room walking into it and like it's just that feeling, you know, something you've worked so hard for and that you're so passionate about that it's not a dream, it's a reality. Um, and then the tournament itself was phenomenal. I mean, our team was so deep. We were so deep in talent. It was, it was, we were hard to beat. We were definitely one of the top two teams that everyone had their eye out for. Um, we had great round robin. We went undefeated in our round robin. Um, and again, it was just, competition was strong. It was powerful, but our team was just, you know, seven defense that are top end high talent athletes and we had four lines of forwards that you could roll at any moment anytime and our goalie at the time had already won two previous world championships so she was uh 
she was a brick back there for us and it was going to be really hard to beat her if they if if anything so i just i remember um i remember our semifinal game and this this was what got me so fired up was right before us it was team usa and team slovakia playing so slovakia hometown team and we're in this like they're in a small the smaller so it was a two pad rink one was a smaller barn and the other one was the olympic size pad and uh they were playing this is slovakia's hometown honestly it was like the entire town was at this game and this is women's hockey like was not expecting this every single person in this town was there and it reminded me of a soccer game. There was like trumpets and drums and chants and horns. And it was just like the atmosphere was so intense. You couldn't even hear the person talking beside you. So walking into that, knowing that we're playing next, like we're getting all fired up. Like this is amazing. Their game goes into like triple overtime. The U.S. win. Um, so the hometown team obviously does win, stuff like that. But just like that atmosphere carried into our semifinal game. So we're all pumped up. We come out and we score two quick goals. Boom, we're all fired up. And then we're playing the Czechs, and it was a super strong game because they were they're small, but they were super aggressive, um, which we were a fast and more of like a, a passing team. So we had a good battle. We ended up coming out on top 3-1. So now the next day we have, um, but there was nobody in our stands, which was the funniest thing ever. So it goes from like this wild, intense soccer atmosphere to like crickets. <laughs> but we used that energy. So that was kind of fun. And then, uh, yeah, the next day we ended up playing the Americans. And our first round robin game against the Americans, I think we had a, it was an easy go. I think we ended up winning it in the end with an open net was 3 nothing. So we're like, okay, like we know how they play. Well, we came out flat. They scored first. So no one had scored first on us the entire game. No one had scored on us barely in the entire tournament. I think we had three goals against us in the entire tournament. So now you see panic. You see shoulder drops, heads drops. Everyone thinks it's over. We're only like eight minutes into the first period, right? So nobody needs to have that kind of mentality. So we go into the dressing room. Everyone's heads are down. I just remember our coach coming in and just being like, <laughs> look at that maple leaf look on that on your on your chest remember you're here remember your pride remember that this is the time that you can shine it's only one goal you guys have scored six in the game this means nothing keep your heads up shoulders up held, held high and we're all just like yeah like going around getting fired up again and all this kind of stuff sure enough we go out there first two minutes we sort two goals right right boom boom within a minute of each other now we're up two one so now we have the momentum we get into the set, third period they're on us, lots of power plays, back and forth. The game is back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, all of a sudden, we score another goal. So now it's 3 nothing, and there's like three minutes left. So we all know that this is like happened, right? So we're all getting excited again. And then, yeah, when that buzzard went, we just ran, jumped, screamed, champagne, everything, all the excitement, right? So not only are you wearing your maple leaf, but now you're bringing a gold home representing your country. It was another memorable moment. I mean, I remember being on the national, on the, on the blue line and them singing our national anthem. And you just see like tears of joy across everyone's face, like just so fired up that they could win this gold. Um, yeah, it was an exceptional tournament, the experience, the atmosphere. Uh, it was something magical and special. I don't think I'd ever forget. So uh, that was the journey. <laughs> I was going to use the word magical too. So you took yeah. that right out of my brain. Yeah, it was incredible. And what's it like, obviously, ball hockey, the team sport, to have all those other women to go through that experience together? And I'm sure they bring lots to your life as well. Yeah, I mean, 
once when you go to a tournament like that and you don't get to um, practice with your team essentially beforehand. You don't really get to come together as a team beforehand. So you're this new group of women who here and there know each other from playing against each other, but don't really know each other, right? So you have pretty much two weeks to get it together, be a team, be a unit, have that camaraderie, have that same goal, have that same drive, have that same passion in a very short time. To, to, to achieve the goal as a unit. So, you know, it's different personalities, it's different backgrounds, it's different um, jobs on the team. And like, you need to manage that and everyone needs to manage that. And I think for the most part, our, came, our team came together so well, we bonded so well. I think because we were so well connected off the ice, that's what attributed to us on, sorry, on the slab, that's what attributed to our success on, on the slab, just because we were so well-rounded everyone was on the same page. We we're all fighting for the same goal. Um, that we, it was empowering. We were all empowering each other. You know, we, we all had, we all had that same drive and determination to achieve what we wanted to achieve. And I just think it goes with, you know, with the nature of, of being at that level, right? Like every athlete who kind of gets to that level, they come from a drive within. So I think having that is, is kind of what, you know, came to our success and a great group of women um, from top to bottom. And it was just everyone was, you know, super supportive of everyone. There was never a negative moment. Um, and it was just support on support and empowerment on empowerment. That's amazing. Mm. And uh, obviously, we both work for the Canadian Paralympic Committee. <laughs> the sport isn't just a hobby or an activity. It is now a full on yeah. everyday lifestyle. Um, why is sport in so important to you? Yeah, I mean, sport just is so dynamic. Um, it, it brings people together. Um, it teaches us life skills. Uh, you know, being part of a sport, you get to learn at a very young age, teamwork, communication, discipline, adversity, triumph, you know, and all those soft skills that you learn throughout your life, you could take that into your adult years or into a professional setting or into an academic setting or into another sports setting. Um, I just think being a part of a team is is just again it's it's dynamic and you as your, as an individual you learn through those you know adverse times or success times successful times and triumphs and it's a roller coaster of emotions to be honest um but you're always being able to test yourself and i think that's what sport does and that's what it, you know that's why sport is there and i think it's just it's uh it's a passion it's a love it's a drive and it just i think to be honest and, you know, and sum it all up, it really just brings people together and brings that camaraderie. As a leader in sport yourself, do you have any words of encouragement to get more girls involved in sport? Ooh, tough one. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I alluded to it a little bit at the beginning, but it's like, start something new. If you're not in sport, don't worry. I mean, everyone starts somewhere. Um, again, don't look at, you know, as, as, as failures or setbacks when you're starting to get into a sport, look at it as an opportunity to take that and turn it into something positive and grow and master your craft. Um, you know, like don't fear the unknown and just go out there and try something, be active and move. Um, get into sport because telling you, you're going to create long life friends. And that's where those friends are like probably to me are the most important people in my life to today is, is creating those relationships. And I still have relationships with people I played hockey when I was five years old. Um, you know, it's those strong relationships that you build and, and um, it's fun. 
it's fun when you win. <laughs> it's definitely fun when you win for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of winning, this was a winning podcast. Trey, I'm so <laughs> happy that you could join us today to talk about ice hockey, ball hockey, Team Canada experience. It's been fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on here. That's all the time we have for this week on the You Go Girl podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to hear from more amazing Canadian women in sport.